0: Hi and welcome to another edition of Menopause Buddies. Today I'm joined by Holly. Holly's based in North Carolina in the States. Hi Holly. Hi, <laughs> good to be here. Oh thanks for joining us Holly. It's it's. I always love speaking to people in different parts of the world to find out what's happening for them on their menopause journey. But before we get there, w- would you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm I'm actually a writing coach, founder of Loving the Process, um where I really help writers get out of their own way um and settle into a lifestyle of writing so that they can write the stories that they were really born to write. It's a passion of mine. I've been a writer myself for the last 30 years and I have such such respect for the journey. It's just um you know, a lot of times you have to f- force it into your life. It doesn't, we're not all just independently wealthy and have loads of time to be creative. So yeah, so I help people make sure to make it a priority in their life.
0: Wonderful. And before we go on to finding out about that, which sounds so exciting, would you like to share your, your menopause journey? Just, you know, what you went through, what you did and where you are now? (laughs) Yeah, I would say it's, sort of I kind of woke up in the middle of it
1: <laughs> <laughs> like many of us <laughs> not knowing I was having it which is part of the problem which yeah. when you, you called I was like yeah let's let's talk about this because it would have been nice to know more before I was in it
0: <laughs> yeah I think a lot of people would second that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so It's just been, um, well, you know, there's the, for me, I would say it's the hormone, the mood swings. um, That has really been the thing. I have mild hot flashes, um, but I didn't really, I think that was the thing. I just didn't really know that it started as early as it did and that a lot of the feelings that I was having was actually because I was going through a massive Rite of passage that I just was unaware that you know I thought there was just something wrong with me.
0: It's funny how how common that is. We all think what's going on is isn't mm-hmm. is it something else? And I think because we weren't, well, certainly in the UK, there wasn't a great awareness that it happened in your forties. This whole yeah. hormonal shift. You sort of thought you got to your fifties, you started getting hot flashes, and then you'd know exactly what it was, and your periods would become a bit irregular, but. It appears now that all of those mood swings and grumpiness are not our fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could have worked
1: with them better,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, I think if we'd understood what it was, we would have been, I think, able to deal with it better and process it better, wouldn't we? We would, I think. And
1: also, I you know, I think if we actually had a better knowledge of exactly what you know was coming because my only knowledge of what was coming was that at some point in my periods were going to stop which you know yay um yeah. but then also I just knew you know my image was of women in um you know in a restaurant suddenly needing to tear off their outer layers and fan themselves profusely with their menus you know and that wasn't happening um so I had no idea that I was in that I, I didn't know there's such an expansive sort of diversity of what, you know, how it can impact you.
0: Yeah. That's that shocked a lot of, a lot of women as well. Mm-hmm. And, and how did you discover what it was? Um, because, <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy
1: person for the most part. It, it doesn't, I don't usually have that much trouble getting out of my funks, but I would say that in the last, um, I would say in the last five years, that it started to get to the point where there could be three or four days in my month where it's just like, I couldn't find the motivation to do anything. It's like, everything sucks is, you know, was the mental state of it all. And just sort of angry <laughs> yeah. which was very uncharacteristic to me as well so it, it you know and there was literally like those days were lost days uh, like you know i did eventually start uh trying things like not resisting and just accepting the fact that oh you know i'm in this mode again um and that did actually help. So, uh, you know, but it so maybe if I'd known before, maybe I just would have planned my, <laughs> my schedule a little better. I don't know, you know, like just because all I did was make myself feel bad about myself uh, on those days for on top of the fact that I was feeling the way I was feeling.
0: Yeah, I think yes. If you'd known what it was, you could deal with it. But it's interesting that you said it got easier when you stopped fighting it. That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you go and see a doctor? I did go see a doctor,
1: and you know, just kind of to confirm, really, if uh, you know, this might be what's going on with me. And and then asked, you know, because again, my knowledge of menopause was. Every woman I know uh, prior to me had, you know, it was hormone replacement therapy. And um, and so, again, I think I thought of menopause as this affliction that happens. Mm. Um, I, I actually had a perception, it's kind of funny, I actually had a perception that it was sort of dangerous for our bodies um, and that if we didn't get hormone replacement, you know, we could be doing ourselves harm. I don't know why that was my perception, but it just seemed that way. If everyone was like they treated it as a very urgent thing to get on hormone replacement, everyone I had known that was older than me. And I was never a um, I don't begrudge anyone that's, you know, anything that they they do. But for me, I I, for whatever reason, I was just always wary of medicine if I didn't need to take it for any Hmm. reason. You know, it's just my my way of being. And, and so I did go to the doctor and I, I did ask and I said, Hey, um, so the whole hormone replacement thing. I'm like, is that, is that because there's a, a problem that needs to be fixed? Like, is it a medical situation that needs to be fixed or is this, you know, to help with the sy- symptoms as we go through the process? Um, and my particular doctor said, it's just to help with the symptoms. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I walked away with a little, you know, surprise about that because I, I really wasn't sure. And that answer was interesting. And I, you know, <laughs> if my symptoms were worse than they are, I would uh, I would certainly uh, seek it out. Um, but so far it's been, it hasn't been heinous for me. So, I, you know, I've. I yeah just wandering through.
0: <laughs> That's good so you so you're just coping yourself not doing anything special haven't taken HRT I have Go, not yeah so you're going with the flow but again I
1: don't have extreme I don't have like extreme hot flashes my biggest problem is the the mood stuff depression yeah. you know will happen and loss of you know sort of any ambition but I don't have Um, Low energy per se, but I do wonder if I have some of that memory uh, stuff that they talk about.
0: (laughs) And that must be interesting as a writer. Yeah. Yeah. So those three days when you're – and is it still three days? Is it so every month you're feeling not yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah. And that always has been – yes, as a writer, I mean, my my go-to is to write my way through every uh, situation that comes up in life. Um, So, you know, once I started to get wise to, uh, that I was going through, you know, this stage of life, I I tried to start sort of flipping the script on it in my mind, because that really helps me um, if I can take charge of my own narrative so to speak and turn it into a bit of a a positive you know or or at the very least a life experience that i can i can learn from or you know harvest something from or identify with other people so i can put it in story um then to me it becomes sort of something that's uh worth it all so i don't know it just makes it better somehow
0: But that's a nice way of looking at it as well, because you're going through a process and then it can become part of your story that the next story, as it were.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I read this book, uh, Hagitude. I I think I might've mentioned this to you and right now I do not have, uh, in front of me, but she, um, it's an Irish woman who wrote it and, uh, I loved it because really talk about flipping the script. She really, uh, frames the whole menopausal, periomenopausal and menopausal experience as truly a rite of passage and a, a, an important rite of passage in the life of a woman. Um, and how great it is. Like she really talks about what we have to look forward to, um, and, and how much better her life is since she's gotten to the other side. And I was like, Oh, what a concept, you know? Cause again, I had often heard it in terms of, and I know it's, you know, it comes from back in history. I mean, I think you and I had talked about this back in history. They, they were so scared of menstruation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They actually put women in huts and, um, you know, but yet at the same time treated it like once you're not menstruating anymore and you're not able to have a have a baby, now you're sort of um, you know, you're useless.
0: <laughs> you're yeah, no, we've still. we've had a hard time in history, haven't we, as women? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're no longer useful. You're yeah. just dried up and whatever. So we'll see you later. Um but yeah. <laughs> But she flipped the script to it being like this amazing. She even said it's almost like that rage that we feel um, going through menopause is almost like a um, one of the great like forest fires, and that what we're left with on the other side. And I can see this in my fellow female compadres. Um, this attitude of like they hit their fifties and it's like they've just sort of boiled down. What they will and won't accept it all, just kind of goes away, <laughs> and there's like just what the good stuff that's uh left. If you if you choose to sort of take that on,
0: I like that. So, it's, you're almost left with the essence,
1: yeah, and yeah. what you really do, yeah, the growth of like what you actually choose, like what you're really you know choosing on into your sort of female adulthood, and so yeah, again, as a storyteller, I you know if i can turn it to something like that yeah it becomes exciting and then i and then i'm not afraid to sink into it and like what you were talking about about not resisting I, you know yeah. i on those days if i was you know particularly angry or I, I learned I turned it into a personal growth day where it's like oh okay well so what is it yeah let's just get all that out shall we <laughs> let's just hash it all out Um and then other days like the only thing that helped is like just organize or just some menial task you know and when I didn't resist that yeah it, it does work not that I don't I still you know, it's not always on the schedule I like. And so I rail against it, but when I can not resist, um, it's better.
0: That's interesting, isn't it? Because there's a message there that if we don't resist, then life will get easier if we almost accept. And as you were saying about that book, um, she looks at it on the positive side. And if you reframe it, because I think in the media, we have this message in our head. It's such a negative concept, yeah. but there, it, it, it is a two-sided coin. There are negatives and there are positives. And once oh, you get through the negatives, and not every woman has the negatives. You know, twenty-five percent of women sail through. Um, yeah. do, you don't notice it. But once you get through that bit, the positives are. You know, there is that rebirth almost, and you do get this fantastic energy, and you feel almost invincible yeah really. yeah I, I love that it is and I think the more we can get away from the narrative that the press give us with the whole negativity and find our own process through it and our own reason, it will make our own life a lot easier, I think
1: absolutely and and now that you know, of course, I'm entrenched in the you know the storytelling world, and I was in Hollywood for. 20 years, but the now that I'm seeing more and more women really actually telling their own stories, you know, and you're seeing much more female narratives uh, actually coming from women, I would not be surprised if, you know, more and more we start seeing a new narrative around that, which would be just so helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah, for the next generation of women coming up behind us because. It doesn't need to be the way it is.
1: No, because it wasn't really that long ago in history that, you know, they thought even just PMS was like a figment of our imagination.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that was men, of course, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it was all male doctors. So what do you. Yes, exactly. I don't even blame them. It's just more how would they know. Um, Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But so now you uh, tell us more about what you do, because I'm fascinated by that, what you've done and what you do now, because I love the idea of bringing stories out of women that they've got inside them and are waiting to tell.
1: Yeah, I I I, I say, you know, I'm a writing coach, but I, I don't really it's not so much that I teach people how to write. There's tons of books and resources on, you know, the actual mechanics of writing a story. I do help them with that, but mainly I teach people how to be a writer because I, I feel after 30 years that that is the hardest bit. Mm. Um, because, you know, writing is in creativity. I I feel, you know, I I don't know if it's better in the UK, but certainly in the States, I can say that there's sort of an attitude of you are so encouraged to be creative up until you're about 18 and graduate from high school, and then, you know, sort of after that, it's like, oh, okay, well, now what are you going to do for real?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, and so there's not a lot of in flat, In fact, I've had, you know, people parents of kids like, oh you know, they're an artist, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with that, you know, and even well meaning people that love their kids, they just I understand they don't want to, they don't want them to get hurt by having big dreams that obviously, pursuing a path, a creative path can be risky, Mm -hmm. certainly financially and emotionally and all that stuff. But my attitude has become after 30 years of being, you know, on the creative journey myself is that, you don't really have a choice. If you're, if you're a creative, you must pursue it, you know, or things will not go well.
0: Mm.
1: Depression will follow. And, and so it's less about discouraging it and more about looking at how's this going to work. So, you know, when I was young, I just decided, I knew, I was like, well, this is my, this is my path. So what do I do about it? And so what I did about it was found, you know, Jobs that I could stomach that maybe were in tandem with it that allowed for a certain type of freedom and, you know, developed an approach to my life that was more as a writer, you know, and I made the time, you know, even if it was just an hour a day to write. So I really coach people on because it takes a tremendous amount of self-discipline. It's like like I was saying, not only do people sometimes not encourage you, sometimes they actively discourage. So nobody's going to give you that discipline to keep on going with your story, you know, developing your craft that takes a really t- long time to master. Um, And so I do. I, I encourage, I show them how it's not quite as big a deal as they think. And then we start to get into the deep work of really, helping them um, open up because a lot of it too with writing is the finding that courage to, you know, express kind of boldly because that's why we read books and watch movies and all that stuff for some excitement. You know, you've got to, you got to be willing. Um, And that part, that bit takes a long time too. So sure there's the pure mechanics of writing, but there's the, the willingness of writing, there's the discipline, there's the years and years of just putting the time in and caring about the craft and understanding, you know, archetypes and, you know.
0: And, and, and how do you bring out the story in, I mean, do you deal with a lot of women who come to you at, you know, this stage of life where they're trying to find mm-hmm. their story and get it out?
1: Yes. yeah. Yes. There's been a lot of them who, yeah, they've barely listened to themselves, you know, because, <laughs> because women, a lot of times, especially from like their 20s till their 50s, it's like a, a mad dash of like career and kids and husbands and this and that. And, you know, it's just the world is pulling them in a million different directions and they barely have time to hear their own voice. So there is a, lo- a lot of women who, you know, finally, there's been stuff brewing in there for ages. They know there's stories they need to tell. They they know there's some wisdom they'd like to express through story, but they just don't even know where to start. And and so, you know, or they try and it really doesn't match the vision they have in their head. And they could just kind of throw their hands up and decide, well, I don't have the talent, which you know, nothing could be further from the truth. It's like, no, you've got the stories they're in there. It, it just, it is a challenge to to get them out. And so what I do is I have a year long program where I, I kind of cradled them through every step of the process. Um, after years and years of going through, you know, and discovering what works for me just in my own journey to help get my stories out. Um, I, I kind of created what I wished I would have had, um, the kind of support I wished. And so it's a very, it's a group experience where where women go through the program um, where I take them from the idea phase and really have them sink into the idea phase, like really show them how to tap their well of their own stories to turn them into fictional things or if they want to write a memoir, but I usually help them turn it into fictional stories that that they can write because it's so true to life experiences they've had and then I help them with the techniques the tried and true techniques I have all these exercises that if they just sink into them it'll pull them out of them so that second phase is then having them kind of live the story through the eyes emotionally of their main character and then the next phase of the journey I that's when we head into plot and I show them how to really plot out and and get a solid outline for their story by then they've got so many of the answers because a lot of the mistake people make is it's only after we do all that that then we dive into um actually writing pages that you mean to be the draft because mm-hmm. because the problem is plotting for example is kind of a very left-brained activity and the emotional arc of things is a very you know heart-based activity like there's so many different sides of you your brain you're pulling from that it's no wonder people you know I don't know why with writing people expect themselves to go straight from an idea to a final draft um I think it's maybe because of our results driven world we live in like nothing matters except the result But they don't give themselves, there's just no way to get to, especially like a book or a screenplay, there's no way to get there without the very, very, very messy middle. Like you just can't know what you know until you know it. Um, And there's just a billion questions to answer. And, you know, all this insecurity about wanting it to be great, but not knowing the answers. And so that's another thing I coach them on is being comfortable with sitting in that question and not knowing the answers and it's okay. And having the ahas and allowing them to come instead of trying to push so much. Um, So yeah, it, I just take them on that journey so that by the time they're actually writing their drafts, they've answered so many of the questions that all they have to really do is focus on telling it. It's almost like a memory in their mind's eye. They, they know their story and now they're, they can focus purely on, you know, style and, uh, you know, tone and, you know, details, yes. all, the little, all the little details, because you just cannot do it all at once. It's not
0: possible. That sounds wonderful. And and once they've got that story out, do you find a difference in the person? Because obviously it must be quite cathartic getting oh. something out that has been inside for 30 plus years.
1: Well, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Many therapists agree. (laughs) I have been thanked by a lot of uh, my students, therapists, but the reason is it's not me. It's I I do. I mean, I do provide an unusually safe space uh, just because I am a safe space that I, you know, I don't know why, but I've always had a great love for people and I'm just not, not of the judgy persuasion. Um, And so I do create that space, but our stories, I actually think are our best therapists, our own internal stories. And that when we honor them and we work with them, we, we see our lives in a whole new context. Um, And so it's really not, you know, it's not like that everything's magically all better and that Mm. stuff doesn't happen and all that kind of, no, none of that. But what happens is, you start to feel more like you could handle it. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever comes, I think it puts it in a you don't feel like you're floating quite in the 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 wind. I think when people have a handle on the life they're living and sort of the patterns that they start to notice. Oh yeah, I always this is, you know, this has been a pattern with me. You know, they start to see the the lessons that have been inherent in their particular life. They just um You know, feel more empowered, feel feel stronger and more willing to express, frankly, um, and share with others what they've learned.
0: Wonderful. And I think as well, I'm not a writer, but I, I can imagine once you've had this story inside you for so long, once you've written it down, I would imagine that would get a lot of stuff outside of your head. To make space for your head and just a bit of space for yourself so that you've got now this lovely story and maybe your creative juices have started flowing so you're feeling more positive anyway because you're doing something that you've wanted to do for a very long time.
1: 100%. I mean, all of us women on this call, anybody that's ever experienced uh, PMS knows the mental loop. I like to call it that we can get in where (laughs) the brain just keeps spinning around the same thing. And I feel that's kind of the same with like our stories. Sometimes I feel like sometimes they won't really leave us alone until we give them the honor of writing them down. I don't, it's a, that's why I'm a big advocate, even for if you don't fancy yourself a creative writer or any of those things, you really don't have to be journal writing is, Deeply empowering and deeply effective. Um, just for, I don't know. there's a weird thing that happens when you actually honor and have some curiosity about the things your your brain is wanting to spin around. And I have found that when you actually do that, it does stop the spin. Mm. You know, it's like there's a part of you that's like, ah, I've been listened to, you know. <laughs>
0: And it's almost when it's written down, then, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine now. My brain can stop going on that loop. It might find another loop, but that loop can stop.
1: Yeah, that it was yeah. treated as important, and now um, now it's good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ah, so it's a wonderful form of therapy then, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Story yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. And, and you, you say you do this in group. Do you do it, is it in person or is it um, online or is it both?
1: I do it online um, and mainly because I started my program during COVID. (laughs) Yeah. I was, you know, still a writer in Hollywood at that time. And, uh, you know, just had to make some switches real quick because the Mm. world had gone sideways. But when I started making those switch, you know, initially I just started a a group just for even my own sanity. Um, But I loved it so much. that all of a sudden I just I started heading down that road. And next thing you know, you could not change that track for me. This is definitely the track I'm on. But because I started it on Zoom online, um I ended up with students all over the world really. Um and I like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, wonderful.
1: So it's hard to have it. It's not I will do some retreats in person I think in the future. But you know I get to bring together like you're doing with this podcast people you know women from everywhere I do have uh, a couple students from well one's in London and one's from Scotland wonderful
0: and Um, if people are are you still open to taking on new people if they want to contact you how can they do that
1: yes in fact um, I am going to be starting up a new group for my year-long program for those there's opportunities to jump in at any time as well, but I am for anyone that wanted like the full group experience because, like you had expressed, it's it's really powerful when you go through a yeah. group, uh, the women that I have. They won't leave, and they're all <laughs> they're all dear friends now because there's something about the intimacy of you know they all found the courage together to express a lot of those stories, you know. So yeah, um, but I'm starting up a a new group, uh they will be, I'm going to cap it at 15. I, and then I usually have small groups that they also are in even smaller than that, but 15 for the year, that'll be in my major coaching program to go through the the whole year with me through my curriculum and, you know, through the group coaching with me um, starting September 13th. So I'm enrolling now for that. And anyone that does, they can, uh, you know they can get a couple months free they they can get into the community now if they want but the class how can is they
0: com- contact you uh
1: they can go to my website uh which is www.loving-the-the-process.com and uh right on there right on the first page there's a a, a little link to get on my calendar And anybody that's even curious, you don't have to know you want to do it or anything. If you even just want to talk about it and find out more about it, feel free, hop on my calendar and um, I'll let you know. There's there's various opportunities based on various budgets and time constraints. So, you know, we could figure out what's right for you.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'll put your website address on the episode um, details as well. So people will be able to see it there. But that sounds wonderful, the the whole process. And I can see how helpful that would be for women going through this stage of life. So it's another, you know, something else that can help.
1: Yeah, well, and women are so, so rich with stories and wisdom. The older they get, I think the better storytellers they become um so yeah I love yeah love working with women in the later stages of their life
0: yeah and I think because it's they have the time to tell the story don't they up until now you don't have that time because you're so busy as you said you know with with children with parents with life with everything and then all of a sudden you can find some time for yourself and you realize Mm -hmm. hey this is my time now Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that was absolutely fascinating, Holly. I've really enjoyed that, and I'm sure the listeners will have too. It was just um, absolutely brilliant.
1: Yay! Thank you. I've so enjoyed this as well. I, I look forward to listening and hearing more about everyone else's <laughs> journey. Because, like I said, I feel like we're just wandering in the dark. I think some of us need to change that hardcore for the few our our younger compadres.
0: Uh. <laughs> Yes. I think they'll have more knowledge than we did, but we can at least pass on some of the lessons that we've learned that hopefully will prevent them from wandering in the dark as long as we did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing a
1: big thing for that. So thank you on that.
0: Oh, thank you, Holly. And thank you for joining us.
1: Yes. It was great. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Menopause Buddies. I hope you enjoyed Holly's story and maybe it's inspired you to start story writing. Join me next week for another edition.